0: beautiful morning to you and thank you for staying with j101.9 fm today is thursday march 11 2021 and it is four minutes past the hour of 9 a.m i am zoe machunga welcome to the show let's talk and today this morning much to talk about this Thursday morning uh, looking at TB talking about health matters that is tuberculosis and uh, how it has been ravaging uh, the country and also global news concerning that. Uh, The coronavirus pandemic threatens to derail uh, years of effort and investment that has gone into the fight against tuberculosis, TB, one of the world's deadliest diseases. And uh, stakeholders are saying that if governments don't take immediate countermeasures, uh, experts are saying that uh, we're going to see it uh, continue uh, to ravage and no other disease has killed as many people as TB, Which uh, we will be getting more information about this morning from an expert. Joining me this morning, Dr. Patience Edo, a Senior Programs Officer, SPO, at KNCV TB Foundation. And KNCV is a USAID founded project saddled with the responsibility of testing, treating, and increasing TB case findings in the plateau. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. Good morning. All right, Dr. Edo. Am I getting it right? Or should I say Edo?
1: <laughs> That's my maiden name, actually. It's actually, um, Dr. Opara now.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I yes. was giving
1: patience,
0: Edo. All right, Dr. Patience Opara, thank you so much. Thank you and, for uh, having me. Let's get into it. So um, what is TB? Let's even start with what TB is and uh, as we move on to find out what it's, how it is on the plateau and how it's presenting itself and all the other information.
1: Okay, um, tuberculosis, well TB stands for tuberculosis and tuberculosis is actually a bacterial infection um, caused by a bacteria known as a mycobacterium tuberculosis. And basically that's what's, uh, tuberculosis is all about and um, um, the bacteria is mainly airborne so it's transmitted um, through um, droplets in the air when one inhales these droplets they get infected or they become carriers of it tending when they tend to present um, with an active disease Mm. so then what is TB infection okay, TB infection is when someone is actually exposed to the bacteria, it gets infected. But then after the infection, two things can happen. is either the person becomes a latent TB case or presents actively, Mm. which is something that usually takes maybe let's say three to four months or even years The person can live with the infection and doesn't even know he or she is infected. That's for which one? The latent. For the latent now, yes. So what does it mean when it's latent? Just um, the... the, the, Is it like asymptomatic with COVID-19? Yes. The person is just asymptomatic, is not presenting with any symptoms. So even the individual who is infected himself doesn't even know he or she is infected. Mm. So uh, infection is just and the process of exposure, to so the droplets in the air. All right. Then the TB disease. The TB disease now is it's when the person actively begins to present with symptoms. Mm. And then you have to run the test and then diagnose the person with um, a TB disease, depending on which type of TB you are now looking at or which type of TB the person actually has. In his or her system.
0: Okay, so what are the risks of um, having latent TB, for example? Where and does it? Uh, can you just be in the latent stage for as long as possible, or does it, it must eventually translate to the disease?
1: Yes, people can be in the latent phase for their entire life and not even present with a symptom at all. They are healthy. They are moving around. You know, they may even end up dying because of something totally different from presenting with any active TB um, symptom. Um, that's that's just um, one, one of the issues with latent TB. I mean, not necessarily presenting with any symptoms. You live your normal life, you know, compared to when the person actually comes down with an active TB. But it's not all latent TB cases that can eventually um, come down with active TB. There are triggers that can make a latent TB person come down with active um, TB. Hmm. But without those triggers, if if he's healthy and he's living his normal, I mean, he may never even present with it for Hmm. his entire life. Interesting. All right. Now, um, who is at risk of getting TB
0: infection? Because a lot of people are under the impression that it's only smokers who can end up with TB. Or the stigmatization, which also is associated with TB, which is HIV. Like, if you have TB, you must have HIV. So who uh, is at risk of uh, getting TB infection?
1: Um, Firstly, I wouldn't say... If you have HIV, you must have TB, right? Because we have HIV-infected people who are living healthy and they don't even have um, tuberculosis. But then they are the number one people at risk because already their immune system is compromised, so um, they can easily come down with TB, especially when they become very, very sick. Other people who are at risk, um, we have... um, People who live in overcrowded areas, you know, um, overcrowding is one of the things that um, promotes um, TB. Um, People who live in um, slums, you know, um, they tend to have a lot of people sleeping in, in one room and there's no ventilation. So people with poor ventilation as well are also at risk of having TB. People with chronic diseases, you know, someone who is Constantly ill, maybe from a chronic disease. Um, Diabetics—they um, are always ill, you know. It's just because their immune system is not so strong enough to fight off some of those infections, and then they can also eventually—I um, mean—come down um, with TB. People with poor nutrition—if mm-hmm. um, the—if the—if someone is um, not very healthy and eats poorly can also be at risk of contacting um, tuberculosis easier than someone who is actually very healthy and eats um, well. Um, I would also add that um, people who are on steroids, you know, there are some people that are very sick, they tend to place them on steroids, and one of the things that steroids do is suppress um, the immune system, and once the immune system of that person Is suppressed um, the person can easily if exposed you know can easily come down with um, tuberculosis. Hmm.
0: Interesting now most of what you described sounds like um, you know things you see in developing countries, malnutrition, overcrowded places, Mm -hmm. small confined places and all of that. So is tuberculosis more prevalent in developing country? In developing countries,
1: yes, compared to developed countries, we have a higher prevalence of um, tuberculosis in 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 developing world compared to you know the developed world. Mm. There, they deal more with chronic um, diseases. They don't really have much of these um, um, communicable um, diseases compared to. We have in the developing world so does it affect more women than men are the old people more susceptible than the young like COVID-19 and all of that all right well well with TB what we've actually seen based on um, our work surveys that we do and various researches um, we see TB higher in men but um, um, Will I say, um, health se- seeking behavior is better in women. Mm. Women who tend to have s- TB or that are diagnosed with TB they adhere more to treatment, you know. But it's actually seen higher in, in men, and of course, um, we it's something that has been there for many many years, especially when. We carry out um, researches, but when you go to the hospital at grassroots level now, you find it more difficult getting the men to come for treatment compared to the women. But it's actually seen higher in men. Mm. Um, for the elderly, yes. Um, well, elderly people, you know, as they grow older, um, the everything about them drops. Some of them become sick immunity drops, you know, so many things. So yes, they are actually at a higher risk compared to younger um, age groups, including, well, I would say the extremes, because also children, where their immunity is still developing, Hmm. if they're exposed to maybe a parent or a close family member who is also actively coughing or has been diagnosed as a tuberculosis case, They can also easily be at risk of contacting TB.
0: All right, now KNCV, uh, the USAID founded project, saddled with the responsibility of testing, treating, and increasing TB case findings in Plateau State. So, what is the prevalence rate of TB on the Plateau?
1: (sighs) Well, um, for Plateau, I wouldn't, I'm not so sure. Um, because um, we just started in plateau, and actually, personally, I, I have searched um, to know the prevalence rates of um, tuberculosis in plateau, but I've not really laid my hands on any research that had that really captured that. But being that um, we're just um, coming to the plateau. Um I think it's something that we would need to also um, look into to know um, the, the prevalence. But I would say it's... it's How about from the number of people accessing treatment? It's quite high. From the number of people accessing yes, treatment? Yes, because um, since we started actively um, implementing TB activity in plateau, which we started April last year... Um, and as at then, we weren't even the only partners in, in PLATO. We had CARITAS, we had LTR, who were also implementing um, TB back then. From us, KNCV alone, from, for quarter four last year, we diagnosed across all our facilities um, 346 cases or so. Of when TB. you say
0: across all your facilities,
1: what do you mean, or how do you mean? Well, we we are saddled with um, the responsibility to support certain number of facilities. Plateau State has a lot of public and private facilities, and so um, when we came on board, we um, actively support supported um, TB screening in the tertiary facilities, secondary facilities, some selected secondary facilities because we couldn't we didn't have the manpower to go. You know, everywhere. And then um, we also picked the PHCs, the primary healthcare center, where we have people screen actively um, for TB. So we have a total of 45 of those public facilities. And we also selected, based on assessment, um, 25 private facilities, which we also support for active TB screening. So across all these facilities, from just October to December last year, we diagnosed 346 um, TB cases, and a couple of them were actually DR, um, drug-resistant um, TB uh, mm. cases, which for those, for those drug-resistant cases, they are treated at the state um, level, while the drug-susceptible TB um, the facilities are equipped enough to actually treat those patients um, mm. for the period of six months that they're supposed to be on treatment.
0: All right. You mentioned something earlier. You said secondary facility, primary facility, and private facility. What mm. does that mean,
1: please? All right. So um, there are different cadres of facilities or hospitals. Well, in our term, public health, we tend to refer to hospitals as facilities. Mm. Um, we have the tertiary, which we, which are the teaching hospitals. Mm. And then we have secondary um, the hospitals that are, you know, they are not up to the standard of the teaching hospital, but they can serve as secondary um, health um, centers. And then we have the primary, which are basically the PHC, the primary healthcare care um, centers. Most of them are equipped. They've been trained um, to offer TB service delivery in their facilities. Some have not. So some that we engage they can they can go as far as diagnosis, but when it comes to treatment, they have to refer the patient to either a secondary or a tertiary facility where they can get the proper treatment. Mm. At least pending when, because the state also has plans to expand, you know, dots expansion. So um pending when they can expand to those PhCs and properly train those guys. For now, some of them can diagnose and then refer. For treatment. All right. Your organization,
0: as uh, settled with the responsibility, is it state-partnered or federal government partnership?
1: It's both. Well, everything we do is for the federal government. Okay. So we do both federal government partnership and, of course, working at the state level, it has to be state-partnered mm-hmm. as well because um, um, there's a line of reporting, right? So working with the state hand-in-hand hand to help them find those TB cases. Um, from there, we um, once we give our reports to the state, um, the states um, takes, take those reports to the zonal um, level where they sit for a meeting, review each state's um, TB cascade, and then from there, from the zonal, they take it up to the federal where they also present, oh, this is what we did at zonal level so it's from federal to zonal to state to even the local governments because we have um tb local government supervisors who are in charge of anything tb in each of the local governments so it actually starts from them Hmm. then to the state then zonal and then federal
0: okay so so far still from your findings is there more tb spread in the rural areas or more in the urban cities
1: um, from our findings in Plateau, we've actually seen TB more in the urban mm. than the rural. And it's solely because when you go to the rural, there is a lot of... Houses are not built, you know, very close to each other. They don't mm, live in that crowded. Space. There's that space. There's that ventilation. It's actually harder for us to find TB cases in rural. Mm. So we do a lot of... Um, Awareness in partnership with Breakthrough Action Nigeria. We do a lot of awareness um, in the urban where they provide us with motorized campaigns. And then we've been able to diagnose more cases in urban compared to um, the rural areas. And we also have, based on our work that we do, we have hotspots mm. in, in Plateau State where um, we've actually seen Actually, they say TB is um, one in ten to fifteen hmm. people, or one in ten people. But well, we've seen some areas where we find TB one in five, one in four, you know. And it's been an area that um, we've diagnosed a lot of um, TB cases. Just January alone, we diagnosed hundred and thirty-six. This is in those hot spots. Just across the hotspots and other Mm. areas as well, 136. And this is, aside the private hospitals, this is just from the public hospitals that we are supporting, aside the 25 um, private hospitals. So you can see that the hotspots also guides us to hold outreaches, community awareness on TB and get people screened and then get them to start um, treatment. All right. Good information there. Now um, is there
0: a test for TB infection?
1: Yes, there is definitely. Um, uh, our most preferred is the gene experts analysis. Why? Because um, gene experts can tell us a lot of things compared to the AFB. So we have the gene experts, we have AFB, we have um, chest X-ray. Um, some people also do the um, mantle test or tuberculin skin test but the first three are the major um, um, investigations that we run to either diagnose someone for TB. For the gene we prefer it because um, gene expert machine it's timely um, the results is ready in two hours and um, um, it, it can tell us if this person has drug resistant TB or not compared to AFB, but AFB because it's using the human eye to actually um, interpret the result, it can only tell us that um, there is TB, but it cannot tell us um, if this is drug resistant or drug susceptible. Mm, So what does
0: drug resistant and drug susceptible mean in the um, medical um, jargon of TB?
1: (laughs) Drug resistant TB um, it's um, TB disease, that's the bacteria now being resistant to at least one of the first line anti-TB drugs. Hmm. And but this TB is caused
0: by a bacteria, not a virus like coronavirus. Yes, yes, it's and caused it can get by that bacteria. Stubborn. Yes, mm, just the way we saw um, COVID co- come out with a new variant. Yes, is that what we're saying concerning TB too? Yes it's a bacteria and it can be that stubborn so what causes the resistance eventually is it lack of treatment or being asymptomatic for too long or
1: it varies really that? okay from first point of exposure right a person can be exposed the first time and just have the regular type of tb that's the drug susceptible. Meaning if you give that person the first line of anti t b treatment, the person responds well that's drug susceptible. but now, if the person doesn't comply or doesn't adhere to proper um drug consumption, eventually um, the person can develop the resistant strain right, and then um we would have to stop the person's treatment and reassess again and start the person on drug-resistant TB medications, which is, of course, for a longer period of time of about 9 to 12 months. But like I was saying, it's based on the exposure. Someone can get exposed first time to a drug-resistant case and can present for the first time. That's the first time he's having the test done. And um, the first time he's ever known about TB, and is even presenting with the drug-resistant strain. We have other, st- in fact, more stubborn strains than the drug-resistant. We have the pre-XDR and the XDR, which are the ex- um, pre-extensively drug-resistant and the extensively um, drug-resistant TB cases, which are the m- like the worst strains ever. So um, it, it's not. It, sometimes it could be poor drug intake, poor compliance, poor adherence, or from points, first points of exposure, the person just came up, was exposed first to a drug-resistant case and can just come up with the resistant strain.
2: Mm.
1: Wow. That's good information this morning and uh,
0: we'll open the phone line soon to get your thoughts and to take your questions and concerns concerning TB. Like I was saying earlier, no other disease has killed as many people as TB, which is caused by the airborne pathogen mycobacterium tuberculosis. Even as treatments and drugs have been around for decades, TB kills 1.4 million people every year, mostly in developing countries like India and Indonesia. Asia, Nigeria, too. In 2020, COVID-19 related deaths surpassed TB's casualty count. And governments around the world have diverted health resources into tracing COVID-19 patients and continuing the pandemic, which has battered the global economy and killed more than 25 million people since it emerged last year. The number of TB patients registered in nine high-burden countries, which account for 60% of all cases, saw a drop of between 16% and 41% according to the Stop TB Partnership and U.S. Agency for International Development. Now, how has COVID affected uh, TB and its prevention?
1: Well, um, COVID has really affected um, in terms of um, people wanting to come out to you know, have themselves tested even just for um coughing, you know, because of that um fear of being quarantined or um the fear of being held back at the facility. Mm. We've had um really um we have we have we've had restrictions, you know, refusals because like I said earlier, what we do in those facilities is active screening, meaning whether you're coughing or not, you're going to be screened and the screening just simply means asking if you have cough, fever, weight loss, and night sweat. But even with as simple as those questions are, you find people saying, oh, I'm not coughing, or don't touch my child, don't ask my child any question, you know. So, and these are all due to the fears of um, being quarantined with um, uh, because of COVID 19. Also, Because people are not aware of how the testing for COVID is done, they tend to reject, you know, presenting their sputum sample for testing when it comes to TB. I remember an incident we had to, you know, educate people when you are being tested or you want to be tested for COVID, they take swabs, you know, swab sample from your nostrils and Mm. all of that. But in terms of TB, you have to actually produce sputum you have to cough and bring it out. So it took us a lot of a lot of time to convince um people but still a lot of people still don't um they don't want to comply, you know, because of that fear and stigma of COVID. So I would say COVID has really affected um T B um awareness or T B diagnosis in sort of like a negative um way because Mm -hmm. patients are refusing to be tested for TB. All right, let's
0: hear all your concerns and let's take all your questions. And you can join the conversation on 90 in four places, 99 and 090-988-48848. And you can also connect with us on our feedback handles on Facebook is www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Jaws, Instagram and Twitter at JFM Jaws. Let's talk this morning. Hello and good morning.
2: Good morning, my presenter.
0: Good morning I'm to Tamaki
2: you. I'm from Bukuru, the voice of the masses.
0: Welcome to Let's Talk.
2: Yeah, if I get to, right, because I don't know quite long to your station. Mm. About uh, TB and uh, COVID-19, am I right?
0: Yes, we're talking about TB.
2: Yes, TB presently, yes. And for your analysis of your guest, she's trying to explain that it can also be gotten through air, airborne disease, right?
0: It is an airborne disease. disease. Yes. But so
2: you can, you can hold it. Three hours in your mouth, if you copy your mouth, you can get it, you can get it. Right? Well, let me know the debate on the back. But the point is that, the thing that prevents TB, has the government be proactive in keeping the government clean? Come to Kujia Market, you know Kujia Market in Bukongi. Mm. Just go down, and see what called dirty. Yes. And government cannot play it. And you know, this is where they pay money every day to local government council. As anybody there i've done in my personal investigation they pay 100 every day which we don't even know what the money is going to so people this this local government revenue staff will go there and collect all the from this mega traders hanging around on the route, and this place polluted the government cannot even play those pollutions and they want to afford you go to look rural areas Do they don't have tv dead i don't have it in plateau but in this world in local government you can't make, uh, okay. Do they have enough? Do they have TBT there for people to know whether it should be treated or not? See, it is that the, the government of the day has run the priorities. The government is health and education. But today, apart from that, which is security, they, they cannot make it. Go to the even provide security to people that can't do it. First of all, even providing their health services. So, our, 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 our advice is yeah, to even help us. To educate the government to all the responsibility of giving life of property, said, uh the most of the things affected to development nation. Yeah. nation. Nigeria is not a good nation. Nigeria is only the good nation.
0: Thank you and God bless you. Thank you, Mr. Lucky, voice of the masses. Hmm, talking about a dirty environment, how much of an effect does that have on TB infection or T B prevention? Also, well, we'll take that question in a bit. Let's take more phone calls. Hello and good morning.
2: Good morning. This is Ashom S.P. from Zarazong. This is? Ashom S from Zarazong.
0: Ashom from Zarazong. Thank you for calling us. Go ahead.
2: Yes, uh, I just want to ask a question. Mm. This, this TV is caused by, air, by, by is, uh, airborne disease, right? Mm. So is yes, this, it is. is, is Hello. You
0: know? Yes, it is. Go ahead.
2: Uh, is there anything in the environment, majorly, that if that thing, if you see that thing or oh, as that one, we may say that yes, the environment may be, will not be safe for TB or anything that. Um, is there things in the environment that can trigger
0: one to, to, to have TB? Or cause one yeah. to have TB. All right, thank you so yeah. much for your question. Do stay tuned; we will get to that question. Do let us know what questions and concerns you have concerning TB. Like I was saying, statistics has shown that TB has killed over a billion people in the past two hundred years. But scientific progress and development of antibiotics has helped slow its spread and maybe and made uh, treatment possible. Hello and good morning. <coughs>
2: Hello, good morning.
0: Good morning. Welcome to Let's
2: Talk. This is an inter question from Tenota.
0: Go ahead, address your concern.
2: Yes, I want to ask you What normally causes the TV? Okay. So that one will start avoiding it, so that someone person will not be contacted with the disease.
0: Thank you so much for that question. Do let us know 090556 in four places, 99 and 09098848848. Let's talk. Hello?
2: Yeah, hello.
0: Welcome to Let's Talk.
2: Yeah, good morning. This is, George.
0: this is George. Please, can you turn down the volume of your radio set or step away from it? Okay, is it okay now? Yes, it's okay now.
2: Okay, uh, sorry, I just asked some questions. Some questions. Okay, All
0: right, please let us know your name.
2: My name is George from Kufan.
0: George from Kufan. go
2: ahead. Uh, I have this, this mother who is very sick. Mm. And uh, I discovered in her talk a lot. Mm. And she's still with me, and my kids are always around her. So we going to do the test. But I also discovered that the cough is still there and very, very close. I don't know. Is there any, is there any risk of my students coming down?
0: Is there any?
1: Is
0: there any use of my students coming down? Is there any risk of your children? Okay, because but you are not yeah. sure what she has though. But she's coughing. No,
2: we, we have gone to the hospital and she mm. has been tested mm. and she's negative. And she's negative,
0: but she has this persistent cough. So do you think she was misdiagnosed, perhaps?
2: I don't really know. Hmm.
0: All right, thank you so yeah, much for that. My,
2: my, my, my concern now is the children that I only used to hmm.
0: Perhaps yeah, she yeah, should also avoid down, the children. And of course, down. face mask wearing is very important, especially if your house yeah. is not so big and you don't have enough space. For everybody to, you know, distance themselves properly.
2: Okay, and uh, I I also spoken to authorities. Please be quick. Uh, and uh a six-year-old or two-year-old, six and children come down with COVID
1: all
0: right thank you can children come down with tb thank you very much for that question zero nine zero nine eight eight four eight eight four eight and zero nine zero five five six in four places nine nine let us know your questions and your concerns about tb hello and good morning all right okay let's uh, begin to answer some of the questions that have been thrown up dr patience opera
1: all right thank you very much um, for the first color, he actually talked about um, dirty environment and how that can affect um, or cause TB infection. Um, maybe I didn't explain very well. TB infection is caused, it's airborne, but it's actually caused from an infected person coughing or sneezing. So and maybe spitting into and a dustbin, spitting, dusting, here, spitting yeah, in into the gutter, spitting indiscriminately and all of that. So we see a lot of that in the marketplaces. But um, basically it's like from person-to-person infection. So that's what really causes um, TB. But also the indiscriminate spitting in the marketplaces and also can, you know, expose one to infection because once the air picks it up, and the people around there inhale it. If this puts them on the floor, it was actually from an infected mm. um, TB case, um, people can actually get in, infected. And then the second colour talked about um, what makes the environment unsafe. You know, um, it's still almost the same thing the first call I was talking about. Now we need our environment to actually be clean. Um, one of the things to make the environment safe is to actually promote stopping indiscriminate spitting in the environment. Another thing that can make the environment safe is proper ventilation. You know, people, even in the markets, you see people erecting buildings, there's no even space, they are still putting up. You know, more buildings, people sit very close to each other to sell. I mean, that's the marketplace typically in Nigeria. Mm. So um, it's it's more or less about promoting um, health education. You know, keeping your environment very clean, stop indiscriminate um, spitting, help promote proper ventilation wherever you're sitting. These are some of the things that can make um, the environment safe. Um, what causes TB? And how to prevent it. Um when we started I said it's caused by a bacteria called Mycobacterium tuberculosis. And um it's transmitted airborne through droplets when someone an infected person coughs just like or COVID. sneezes just like COVID in the air. But or then the difference is even. yeah, COVID is um virus uh, while T B it's is caused bacteria. by a bacteria. A very stubborn one at that. And how to prevent it basically from having proper ventilation, you know, living in places that are not overcrowded, keeping your environment safe, um stop indiscriminate spitting. You know, keep yourself healthy, eat, eat well, well. You know, these are some of the things that can prevent because we all breathe in air. I may be sitting here and I may be a carrier, I never know, because mm-hmm. I've entered care care, I've you know mingled with many people. I could have sat next to someone who has active TB and not... We touch you know, surfaces. I mean, so it's, it's something that um, we really need to, you know, work on ourselves to ensure that we are also healthy. Um, coughing, the, the, I think that was the third caller. He said he has an adult in the house who is still coughing. If you are very sure that the person was actually tested for TB and it is negative you may begin to explore issues of the heart mm. you know if the person is having um, issues with the heart it, he or she can actually still be having cough we've had a case before where the lady came into my office and you know she was still coughing very actively and we sent her to go do a chest x-ray and we found that that you know though her heart was a bit enlarged but Um, We wouldn't say she had cardiomegaly, but that's also contributed to the coughing. So you may want to begin to look into investigating um, the heart and if she has issues with her heart. And of course, yes, children can get infected. I said that earlier. A child who is exposed to a coughing adult or a coughing parent can easily get exposed and even get infected and begin to um, present with active tb for children now in Plateau state we when we came on board we were able to introduce the use of stool you know it's quite difficult to tell a child to cough and then bring out the sputum for testing so what we do now we actually promote the use of stool We take the child's um, stool for analysis using the same GeneXpert machine. And I can say confidently that we have diagnosed a lot of children through using of stool um, samples with the GeneXpert analysis, and we've actually placed them on treatment, and they are um, doing well. So children, too, can come down with um, TB. For children of um, an adult who, or maybe the child of an adult who has been diagnosed with TB. Another thing we can help prevent them from having that TB is if we test and the child is negative, we place them on um, prophylaxis. Mm. And that drug is called isoniazide. So they are being given isoniazide as prophylaxis for the next six months just to cover the child. And it gives a coverage of three to five years um, minimum before you begin to think if the child can get infected. With TB, if Paraventure he or she is exposed to an adult with active TB. Thank you so much
0: for that. And um, that you're done with the questions. Yes. Okay, let's take more phone calls. Hello and good morning.
2: Hello. Good morning.
0: Thank you for joining us. Welcome to Let's Talk.
2: Thank you. My recommendation to you, a very special I am from Kaduna.
0: All right, Imano from Kaduna. Let's talk.
2: I have a friend who has been coughing persistently, though she has taken some drugs, like I as well, for so many times. We can just, like, see, and I don't know, can I relate this to anemia? Because she's got a dry cough, most sputum. Hmm. Can I relate it to anemia and uh, how can I also know the difference between uh, the the type of code that someone would do from tuberculosis and uh, the other one from anemia or something like the uh, American, just like she said Uh, Hmm. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. 090-556 Zero 90 zero five five and 4 places 99 and 90 Hello and good morning.
2: Hello and good morning.
0: Welcome to Let's Talk.
2: Sorry, I have a few question that I want to ask.
0: What are the symptoms.
2: symptoms of What are the
0: symptoms of tuberculosis? Yeah all right then thank you for that question okay let's answer some more
1: questions let's go ahead dr Guara. all right um thank you very much um he has an adult that is still coughing at home and um, the person is actually taking coach Remix as well from what he said i think you should take the person to have an x-ray done Um, We also use um, chest x-ray, although for chest x-ray, we don't categorically say um, you diagnose TB. We can only say it's either suggestive or non-suggestive of TB. So the first thing you would like to do is actually take um, the patients for a chest x-ray. Because even in our program, people, we have people that are coughing. It's dry cough, nothing is coming out, so we refer them um, for chest X-ray services. And if it comes out suggestive of TB, that means um, the person has to actually start um, TB treatment. But if it is not suggestive, then the doctors will have to um, begin to assess other things um, clinically. And um, he, I think he was saying pneumonia, not... Anemia because I was trying to understand what he was saying. So the difference is, you know, well, with TB, it's kind of like um, over a, prog- a period of time. You know, um, the cough it starts we um, it starts after like a long period of time. Fever is low grade, um, weight loss, night sweats, which also Seeps into the question of the next caller. What are the symptoms of um, TB? So, majorly, there are four cardinal symptoms of TB, which is weight loss and um, cough, hmm. basically, weight loss, night sweat and low-grade fever. Is low, okay, low-grade fever. What is low-grade fever? Just so that the listener out there can understand. Well, low-grade fever is fever that's. It's it's. You can see that this person actually has fever, but it's just it it's not going above the the upper limit, which I would say maybe 30, 38 or thirty nine degrees but um it's just there, but it it persists over a long period of time mm. If you have fever, but it just keeps persisting over a long um period of time compared to fever, if you want to compare to COVID or any other disease, it tends to be, it to be high, then it to come down, then to be very high grade, you know. Mm. But for TB, it's just, you know, very low grade like that. uh, It keeps progressing over a long um, period of time. So these are the four cardinal symptoms of TB. However, um, there are other symptoms because TB does not only affect the, the lungs it can also affect other organs in the body. So um, for, you can have someone experiencing weakness, you know, malay, feelings of um, like, as if he has malaria, Mm. you know, there's that weakness. Sometimes the cough can come with blood Mm. or without blood in it. Mm. Um, Sometimes people experience this, that chronic feeling of unwell, you know and bone pains joint pains you know depending on um what even what type of tb because we have tb of the bone Mm. tb of the spine we have tb that can affect the eye tb of the liver you know kidney tb affects all the organs we have tb of the bladder if the person has tb of the bladder you meet miss even start presenting with blood in urine you know so many symptoms and signs like that that's why um, most especially for when it comes to TB affecting other organs of the body most times diagnosis is done um, clinically by the physicians in the hospital hmm. but if it has to do with the lungs we can diagnose using a gene expert AFB or um, chest x-ray which may come out suggestive or not
0: all right um, let's look at another uh, issue here, and Nanda Weep is asking how long does t b stay in the air? How does t b affect a person's life, and does having tuberculosis in the past make a person
1: immune? okay, how long does t b stay in the air i don 't remember if there's any you know like a time range of it being in the air, but um basically, I would say there's almost that immediate um, inhalation, especially if you're close to um, the, the the person who actually sneezed or coughed, but if someone sneezes here and it, it there's a certain length, it the the person sneezes and it drops you know it drops on the floor or without getting to any other person so it may not really there's no really exact timeline but um Basically, infection is more if you're actually close to the person. And then, how does TB affect a person's life? Well, it's it can really it can really affect a person a person's life in so many ways. Number one, we have issues of stigmatization. Um, people don't want to associate um, with the person. You know, even taking the drugs sometimes. You can be burdened with so much um, tablets to take because some people take as much as five tablets a day. Some take four tablets depending on the weight. So even the drug burden can also affect the person. Mm. The side effects, sometimes you may, when you start a new drug, your body tends to react in certain ways until your body gets used to it. So even the side effects can affect um, initially maybe a person's um, functionality for a while you know before the, bo- the, the body gets used to um, the medication so there are different ways it can actually affect but the most thing is if the person does not comply and then stops taking his medication it can actually lead to death but the beautiful thing about it is it is actually curable
2: Mm. But
1: people, because of the fear of even starting treatment, they stay at home, stay hidden. And then when the disease has progressed so badly, they've lost so much weight. Mm. And then they come out to start treatment. Some of them have actually survived that. But um, some also pass away because they've actually waited that long to start treatment. Yeah. And then does the last question. Um, you said... Does, Does having TB in the past make a person immune? Mm. Someone can have TB in the past, get cured for it, and gets re-exposed and still come down with TB again. So that's more or less saying a relapse um, TB case, you know. So it doesn't mean that you are immune for life. Um, you can actually have TB again if you're exposed um, to someone who is actively coughing or even someone with a different strain. And probably maybe at that point in time of exposure um, you were not healthy enough or you were you had a chronic disease or you were on steroids or something or even um, HIV infected just person. To, just for clarification, what is steroids? Uh, it's a type of drug that um, we use in treating um, some patients depending on what they actually um, are diagnosed um, for. So for, um, I know steroids, we use it basically. Um, There are patients, for example, who have liver transplants and you'd want the liver to take you have to give them steroids to kind of drop the immunity in the body so that mm. um, the liver can, you know, pick up. It's just a type of drug that is used clinically to treat many things. But the side effect of steroid is it actually drops your immune, immune system. system. So All right, we just don't take it for long. Run down again.
0: What are the basic things people should do to prevent tuberculosis?
1: Basically, what you should do to prevent... Um, TB, like I said, you um, promotes good ventilation in your homes. You may not be living in an elaborate house, but um, open your windows. You know, make sure that there is cross ventilation in your homes. Avoid staying in overcrowded areas. You may not be living in a slum, but five, six people sleeping in one bedroom is also overcrowding, and it can promote it. If one of them is actually coughing and has TB, you know, it can also spread easily within the house. Um, Stop indiscriminate spitting around. And then if you're coughing, cover your mouth or use your elbow when coughing to also prevent, you know, you having to sneeze around when people are also there. And also eat well, keep a healthy life, you know, and maintain good nutrition in your body to help boost your immunity so you don't come down easily with all these communicable um, diseases.
0: All right. Well, we hope that your lungs will breathe easy after getting all of this information. You can heave a sigh of relief and know that information is power, but then sometimes they say information is only potential power. It becomes power only when you use it. So we'll be bringing you more information and more education concerning TB on the morning, Jay. About 54 million lives were saved through diagnosis between 2000 and 2017, and the rate of TB incidents is declining at about two percent every year, according to the World Health Organization. However, the WHO is looking for a four to five percent decline in incidences of tuberculosis. And the question, of course, is: Did we reach the targets to end TB? Did we achieve this target? Uh, a commitment was made at the UN High Level Meeting in September 2018 to improve access to prevention and treatment, to promote and end to stigmatize to stigma and. To promote an equitable rights-based and people-centered TB response and this is what we bring to you right here on the program Let's Talk. With that being said continue to listen to J101.9 FM as we continue to promise to empower your minds and thank you so much for being with us this morning Dr. Patience Edo Epara opara Thank you very much. All right, stay tuned. Up next comes News Top of the Hour, and after that, the Midday Show with Ogi Digo. Remember to stay safe. Thank you for listening to JFM JFM Podcast.